0: Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. When people think political billionaire, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is not usually the one who comes to mind. But after the 2020 elections, maybe he should. The Center for Tech and Civic Life, funded principally to the tune of a reported $350 million by Zuckerberg and his wife through entities the couple controls, provided millions of dollars in grants to counties to support their implementation of mail-in voting and other left-of-center election administration procedures. And there is strong circumstantial evidence that those grants may have favored Democratic counties over Republican counties, possibly contributing to Joe Biden's victories in battleground states. Joining me to discuss his analysis of these Zuckbucks Bucks in Pennsylvania is Todd Shepard, Chief Investigative Reporter for the website Broad and Liberty, which covers Philadelphia City and Pennsylvania state-level news and politics. Uh, Hi, Todd. Before we begin, can you give us a bit of your background and what you guys do over at Broad and Liberty?
1: Yeah, we're happy to be one of the uh, most uh, liberty-focused, if not maybe the liberty-focused outlet in Pennsylvania. Uh, Started just a little bit more than a year ago, and, and like a lot of places, we just realized that there were stories from a centrist or even right of center uh, angle or or point of view that weren't being covered. And, and we were ready to step in and fill that void in Southeast Pennsylvania and Philadelphia generally. Uh, my background, I'm a graduate of, and this will sound a little bit odd, but yes, I cover Philadelphia politics, but I'm a graduate of Oklahoma Baptist University. Uh, I worked in uh, radio in Denver at 850 KOA for a little bit, and also worked as the investigative reporter at the independent. Institute, which is a free market think tank in Colorado, and uh, also have spent uh, a little bit of time at the Washington Examiner and the Washington Free Beacon. But uh, we're really excited about all kinds of things and, and reporting and opinion that we are now publishing at Broad and Liberty. And I hope people will go check us out.
0: Cool. Uh, so let's go to this election. Go to the election stuff and the Zuckbucks. Uh, help us set the scene. I recall there being quite a bit of controversy over how Pennsylvania administered its 20, its elections in 2020, especially related uh, to these ostensibly COVID-induced widespread adoption of mail-in voting. Am, am I remembering correctly?
1: Right. And here's the controversy is it was a Republican bill passed in 2019 that set the stage for this. And what happened was is Republicans had finally created uh, well, the bill uh, that they led, and it, it gained a little bit of Democrat support, but essentially it created no excuse absentee balloting for the first time. And it just wasn't perceived as a uh, you know, some great, uh, gigantic leap forward in in ballot, you know, in voting or conducting elections. It was just seen as a, a very minor portion of the bill. Once the pandemic happened, though, that's when all of these counties realized that no uh, no excuse absentee balloting would be their their way to go. The principal the principal
0: way that they would actually collect ballots in the 2020 election.
1: Exactly, and and really both. I, I can tell you, especially in the primary, when when things were at their most confusing, when we understood so little about the virus, you know how long it lived on surfaces, uh, how how transmissible it was. We're talking May of last year, almost mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. A, a year ago. You know, uh, both parties were really urging all of their. Uh, their followers to to use that process, so that's what set the stage for it. But there were just all of these unanswered questions, like, well, can you put drop boxes everywhere? Um, there there were restrictions on, for example, you could go to the post office and put your mail in uh, absentee ballot in the mail, but it technically technically it was illegal for you to put two in the mail. And mm. let me just give you a quick illustration of how. How most people didn't even know that. Uh, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney, as he was going to vote in the general in November, he walks up to a drop box, and he has two ballots in his hand. He's about to put both of them in the drop box, and the drop box attendant has to tell him, no, Mr. Mayor, you can only deposit yours. Uh, You you have to take that- So you can't, like, I mean, in the-
0: In the Maryland prime, you know, it, you know, in a a lot of, you know, obviously you have the states like California that have outright ballot harvesting where professional political operatives can go and collect all the ballots that they want. Yes. Uh, but like in a lot of places, you know, people will take their white, you know, you'll take your spouse's sealed ballot. That's illegal in Pennsylvania is what you're saying.
1: More or less. Yes. Absolutely. It it basically was, even though people were doing it all the time Mm -hmm. with a wink and a nod. Mm Hmm. Um,
0: and so, that here then we enter with with Zuckerberg and with the and with the Zuckbucks. Uh, how much did he give to Pennsylvania, or did Center for Tech and Civic Life give to Pennsylvania?
1: Oh, let's see. Center for Tech and Civic Life. I guess it would be about in the range of twenty million. Uh, I actually I don't know that I've got a a, a perfect total of all of them. Uh, Philadelphia got ten million, which was the lion's share of it. Uh, and then you have about twenty three other counties that also got grants, but no one came close to philadelphia mm-hmm.
0: and And does that hold? I mean, obviously Pennsylvania, Philadelphia is i I believe by far the largest county equivalent jurisdiction in Pennsylvania. Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: yeah, you're right. Uh,
0: so now
1: does Pennsylvania's lead hold when you control for population? So that's what really my whole story came down to. um. It's it's not as though I obtained new documentation that uh, that your organization didn't have, or you know, the Foundation for Government Accountability was also doing their own research on this at the same time. And uh, it's just that when I divided it out on a per registered voter basis, that the story leapt out at me. Mm. And I know this sort of this is hard to do on a podcast, but for me, really, the story is. It is a graph, and the graph yeah, is worth. Yeah, yeah, you
0: have a you have, and we'll we'll link your your article uh, at Broad and Liberty in the show notes. Has you know a, a graph with the counties coded by their twenty sixteen, you know, so this would have been the election preceding twenty twenty, uh, by their uh, by how they voted in the twenty sixteen election and the the per capita uh, sp- or the per register voter spending by CTCL. Increases and at the high increased end
1: is mostly blue. Absolutely. And it, uh, remember, we all, how we all used to talk about the hockey stick graph in global warming. Well, Mm -hmm. this is a blue hockey stick. Uh, The thin part are all of the red counties. And let me just put it to you this way out of the probably 10 or so red counties that we have on the graph, none of them gets above the $2 per registered voter spend of the Mm -hmm. grants awarded by CTCL. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost all of the blue ones do, but Chester County, which is very close to Philadelphia, Chester County, their grant dollar per registered voter is over $6. Uh, It's nearly $8 for Center County. And again, Philadelphia crosses the $8. Center County
0: is a university town in the middle of the state, right?
1: Exactly right. And also Dauphin County, home to Harrisburg, so a big government center. They were about 225. But it, it just really jumps out at you that the heavily and, and the very densely populated Democrat counties were the real winners in this. And look, we we had a quote, I'll just throw in here real quick from uh, a representative from, uh, excuse me, uh, I had the wrong uh, – Seth Grove from York mm-hmm. County. Uh, and I thought it, this – look, there was no way I couldn't put this in the story. He said, I don't think anybody would disagree that Philly would get substantially more money than some of these counties. But proportionally, it appears to look as though some red counties were patted on the head and said, oh, here you go, to say that money went to red and blue counties combined. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. When, When in fact the – Even, again, when you control for population, the vast majority went to – again, they – I mean, Philadelphia obviously is a Democratic vote sink. Uh, Chester is one of these suburbs that you know used to be ancestrally Republican but has swung pretty hard to the Democrats in recent years. Obviously, center a college town. Dauphin, as you mentioned, is Harrisburg. Uh, Is Allegheny up there? Because that's Pittsburgh.
1: Uh, Allegheny is, but they're on the smaller end of the um – of the per capita scale. Of the per capita scale, but you know, you like you you mentioned Chester in that uh, that lineage of the, the suburban counties. Uh, just earlier in the year, Chester County, uh, the Democrats had finally overtaken Republicans in on just a straight registered voter mm-hmm. basis, and this was a trend that, as you alluded to, it was building for several years. But that's how much of an increase Chester was seeing. Chester County was seeing in Democrat voters. Hmm.
0: Uh, so now has there been any sort of re- reaction? I mean, you mentioned the comments by the, uh, was he a state representative or your yes, county a th- state, rep. a state representative, uh, by the state representative from York, um, uh, who is, uh, who had some problems with this. Has the state government done any, done anything in response to, uh, to this going forward? I know there, there have been some state, I know Pennsylvania has divided government, but there have been some states that have either outright prohibited or placed more restrictions on these kind of grants going forward.
1: Right, Arizona has banned them. I believe Florida has as well. Uh, so even before my story broke, uh, Republicans who are like, uh, as is happening in a lot of states across the country, Republicans are looking at some election reforms. They already had a bill that uh, at least in part proposed that grants like this were acceptable provided that they went to the department of state first and then the department of state would allocate from there so in other words mm-hmm. it wouldn't allow the grantor to sort of pick winners and losers in advance
0: mm-hmm. so so it would re- so it would restrict it would prevent this sort of disproportionate all the blue counties get piles and piles of money all the red counties get nickels exactly okay um, has has that advanced? Uh, you know, has that advanced at all? I mean, obviously, there's a, a Democratic governor who may look unfavorably upon it, but um, you know, are there are there any prospects for, for that sort of reform in Pennsylvania?
1: you know th- as far as i understand and i haven't uh, checked on this in in a week or so i apologize i should have inv- in advance of this podcast but i can tell you that that provision was bundled up into a bigger election reform bill and the governor has sort of signaled that he is not a fan of the bill and so he sort in, in essence he has signaled he won't support it he would likely mm-hmm. veto it that doesn't mean. I think we still have a long way to go with um, the possibility of a lot of negotiating here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just depends yeah, the, on.
0: It's the reality. The reality of divided. Pretty much. Is yep. That you either you either need two thirds of support in the legislature or you
1: need the governor and the legislature to come to an agreement. Pretty much. If this were a standalone issue, I think they could probably find consensus on it because who can really say? Oh, well, it's a, it's it would be a bad idea for the Department of State to have first cut and then for them to. To decide what the equitable solution is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cool. Well, then, uh, now, before we let you go, uh, Todd, do you have anything else that you'd like to that you'd like to promote? Any, any other uh, investigations you guys have going on that sort of thing?
1: Well, just that we're continuing to look into a couple of angles on this, and one of them is is something that uh, that I found on uh, on the Influence Watch website, which is uh, there seems to be a little something. Odd here in these grants, in that uh, the 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 big grants to the Democrat counties all came early, and they came before Zuckerberg announced that he would be giving the, these big piles of cash. Mm. So I'm I'm I've got a couple of right to know requests uh, mm. that are pending in some of these right, counties. Right where, to
0: know is Pennsylvania's open records law. Yes, yeah, the, is the FOIA equivalent, law. Of, equivalent of FOIA.
1: Yep. So I've got some right to know requests in with a couple of counties where I'm trying to get at, you know. How were these counties approached? Did did uh, the Center for Tech and Civic Life just approach the Democrat counties in August, and then they realized maybe they had a political problem? Um, you know, so we're still following up on this, and we may have some updates to share with uh, you and your listeners later on in the year.
0: Well, if if you find something, we'd be happy to uh, <laughs> to know what you found, and we'd be happy to give you a platform to tell us what you found. Uh, Thank you very much, Todd Shepard of Broad and Liberty, for joining us. Uh, That's our show for this week. We encourage you all to subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We'll see you all next week.